Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with me, your host, Coach B. So glad that you have decided to join us on today. And I'm always super excited about the topics and the guests that are coming on the show. Listen, today, our amazing guest um, is coming to us to talk about a subject. We're going to talk about a subject that many people try to keep in secret and hide. And this topic is healing from the devastation of porn addiction. That's right. The devastation of porn addiction. So I am happy to invite Kirsten to come on in the room. Come on in the room. Yes. Hello. Hello, Coach B. Hello, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Um, I really appreciate you and the message and your voice that uh, that's coming forth to help people because this is a subject that, you know, people try to say is a taboo, people don't like to discuss, but I'm so grateful for your courage and for your voice to help those that are suffering in silence. So thank you again. Thank Thank you you. for giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. Yes. Amen. Thank you. So please, at this time, introduce yourself to our viewing and listening audience at this time. Sure. My name is Kirsten D. Samuel. I'm an author and a coach, and I do betrayal recovery coaching. Um, The story that that we're going to be talking about today is my story, mine and my husband's. Um, And um, we we are still married. I will tell you that after discovery and um, it's been 16 years since, since all hell broke loose in our marriage Um, and uh, God has done a work and we are thankful for that. We have three adult children and 14 grandchildren. Um, We live, we live in the beautiful state of Colorado. Oh, nice! Um, And uh, you know, we, we're just, we have a marriage now coach B that defies what we had before. And um, it all is the result of turning away from the pornography. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate that. So I have to ask, how did you find out? (laughs) How did you first find out? Oh, my gosh. I can't. Oh, it was not the best day. Let me just put it that way. Um, Yeah. My husband actually uh, got caught at work. And he... Um, he was, uh, working at that time for an international organization and they had very stringent rules. Um, and for some time they had been tracking, um, and presented him with evidence. Um, and, and he had wanted, he, um, he had wanted to 
had tried many, many times to leave the pornography behind. But when he got caught at work, they gave him an ultimatum and he had to come home and tell me. And so he came home from work and didn't, you know, it was, you know, you come home from work. I was coming home from work that night and, you know, you're busy. You're just throwing something on the table for dinner. And, but I noticed that he wasn't himself. And so after dinner, um, I went into our room where I found him laying on the bed, which was not my husband at all. And he told me that he had been caught, that he was addicted to pornography. And I, my knees buckled because I could not imagine this. My husband loves the Lord. We'd been married for 25 years at this point, had just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. And we were getting, you saw no signs. You had no idea. Well, that's one of the questions I get. And looking back, I see the signs. Okay. I didn't put them together. Okay. Which is very, it's, it's often, you know, typical unless you actually catch them in the act. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there were, there were warning signs and okay. I just missed them. Okay. So when he told me um, my immediate reaction was, first of all, disbelief. Secondly, was followed very quickly with anger. Yeah. Um, with a huge sense of betrayal. Yeah. I was, you know, I was wounded more deeply than I'd ever been wounded in my life, you know, emotionally. And, and even, you know, I felt the whole, I felt it in my body. I can't even put into words what it felt like, Yeah, but he kept, um, you know, I tried to ask questions. Uh, I mean, you know, physically I was already shaking immediately. I can't imagine. And, um, he, uh, I mean, we had 12 hours to figure out how we were going to deal with this yeah. because he was going to lose his job. I mean, this was, if wow. we didn't, if he didn't come back with a plan, um, he was going to lose his job. And I, I had no plan. I had no, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just in complete shock and wow. um, it made no sense to me right? Um, because uh, you know, we were great friends, you know, he's my best friend and we talked about, I thought we talked about everything. We didn't. Yeah. I was in delusional. <laughs> I was, you know, wow. not thinking about it. But anyway, that's that's how we found out. And it was from that point on, it was um shock and um pain yeah. and having to get to get through the whole story. But in that moment, Coach B, mm-hmm. you know, God is so gracious to us. Yeah, he is. because he he prepares. He tells us he prepares the way for us. That's right. And in that moment, as I'm processing and I'm in that horrible, horrible shock mm-hmm. and disbelief and anger, and I I mean I all of a sudden I was so angry, yeah, and I couldn't even look at him. A, a name came to mind. Wow. And the I said to him, "We need help." Wow. And I said, "I don't know what to do. I don't." you know, you're going to lose your job. I don't know what to do. I I don't, I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know anything. We need help. Yeah. And I asked him if I could call this person. Wow. Okay. And while he went to go and talk to our, a son that was getting ready to leave for college. Yeah. Um, because he had to know if his dad was losing his job, they both worked at the same place. So there was, at this point, your children were aware of what was going on. They did not know until, Until after he told me, and then I said, you have to tell the kids because 
two of our three children worked at the same place that my husband worked. Wow. And, you know, I didn't want them. He didn't want them to see him being escorted out of the building. Right. Without warning. So it began this snowball. And while he was doing that, then this name came. And then I asked for permission to make the call and I made the call. And about 30 minutes later, we were sitting meeting with this couple who were counselors. Wow. And we started the path at that point and they gave us hope and which is what we needed. Amen. Wow. That's amazing. So now how many years had your husband been at this, at this job, particular job? He had been there at that time. Uh, what was it? Um, 16 years. He had just finished okay, 16, 16 years. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was actually using the company's computer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Wow. So you went through this process. Um, you started getting the counseling at that point when you made the decision to do that, was your husband able to keep his job? Yes. He, um, like I said, God went before us. So when he, um, not only did we meet with this couple, but he made a phone call to, um, a friend of ours that we've been in, had been in a Bible study with for 16 years. And so, you know, we had really solid relationship. He had a solid relationship with this man and he called and he said, here's what's happening. I need help. I have no idea what to do. I need a plan. And they agreed to meet for breakfast the next day. Okay. And then on a napkin, <laughs> wow. this guy said, I, he said, there's something that our organization has been using. And I think this might be a plan to get you started. Amen. And we took that, Dave took that with the, the plan that the counselors had given us the night before yes. you know, steps that they thought were, were critical. And Amen. we went in, he went into the meeting um, there yeah. with HR and said, here's what I think I need to do. And they agreed to it. They added a couple more stipulations, but they agreed to it. Um, and, but we had to act immediately. He, mm-hmm. you know, immediately they, he had to make an appointment with a counselor. Yes. And then that night uh, we went and met with this couple that David met with in the morning okay. to talk through kind of what they had laid out so that I could understand what this thing was. Okay. Um, and then we started moving forward and it moved quickly. Wow. At that point, as far as taking action. Um, And we had to because his job was on the line. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad everything worked out. But I have to ask through all of this, because I know you mentioned, you know, you felt the betrayal, you felt the anger, you felt the hurt. You felt, I'm sure you felt, you know, confused as to why, Mm -hmm. you know, you felt everything was good. But what can you say was that moment where you knew that your faith was the only thing really that was going to keep everything held together? What did you have to do to hold on to your faith at that time? Like, was there a process for you? Because I, I can, I can't even imagine how, you know, I, I know it was devastating, yeah. but how did your faith really kick in at that moment really to help you through it all and to say at that point, I'm done. I'm not walk. I'm, 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 you know, I'm done. I'm walking away from this. Can you share a little? please? Sure. I honestly wasn't sure I was going to stay. And um, my husband immediately, my husband 
took the action that he needed to take to heal. He he says now that getting caught was probably the best thing that could have happened because he had tried, like I said, for many, many years, tried many things and typical of most addictions. He was in the shame cycle where, you know, something would trigger him. He just didn't know how to stop that cycle. So getting caught provided the impetus for him to do it. And he started meeting with a counselor two weeks late, two weeks after this, he came home from meeting with the, a second counselor that he'd been referred to by the first one. Okay. And this man is a sexual addiction, addiction counselor specializes in that and in pornography struggles and addiction. Okay. And the man asked him this question, um, because I was still reeling. I, I was, I was still, I think in denial as I look back Mm -hmm. on it, Mm -hmm. but he asked this question, what, what are you willing to do to make sure that your wife heals as well? Amen. And that was the first time that my husband realized that it wasn't just his struggle, that, that he had, it had ripped me apart. Yeah. So he came home and well, I'll never, I can still picture where, where we were in the house. Yeah. And he came home and he asked me, he said, is this how you feel? Wow. And the tears came and I said, yes, because yeah. I don't understand, yeah. you know, what, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What have I, what have I not done? What, you know, I've loved you. I've, you know, I've done this. I, I I've been there. I've listened to you. I've supported you. I've all of this. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. And at that point he realized that it wasn't just his issue. Yeah. That he couldn't just compartmentalize it and say, you know, this is here. Yeah. And when I saw that switch go on in him, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm willing to give it a little bit longer. And he said, I am so sorry. And he told me that his, he said, my relationship with the Lord is broken and I need to, I need help. And I could hear, you know, I could hear scripture coming back to me at that point, coach B of nothing is impossible with God. That's right. You know, and I, in, right. in, you know, it's in, it's in three of the gospels, you know, it's in Matthew, yes. Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And God says with man, this is impossible. That's right. But with God, God. That's nothing right. is impossible. That's right. And the, and the, the verse in Daniel where Daniel is praying and the angel comes and says, the moment you started praying, the answer was given. Wow. And I went back to that first night where God gave me the name. That's right. And I realized he was, he was putting the stage together. Yes. And even though I was still mad, even though I was still very broken, even though I didn't trust my husband, I didn't even want to be around him, honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay. Yeah. And, and it was, it was more of God speaking to me and saying, are you going to trust me? But honestly, Coach B, that trust was broken too because I was so angry. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is something. And I felt myself getting emotional while you were talking. Oh, wow. Because I, you know, it's like I could feel your pain. But, you know, I, I have to ask can your, was your husband able to ever pinpoint like 
why this cycle started or how it started. Did you ever have that conversation? We did. Um, okay. We, you know, as as working with anyone who's you know, struggling with an addiction, as I've mm-hmm. learned since mm-hmm. in this process, yes. um, you have to drill down. And, yeah. you know, we did that with a counselor. Okay. It turns out my husband was exposed to pornography at the age of five. And very innocently, you know, it was through a Playboy magazine, um, very innocently, but for some reason it captured him. It got a hook in him. And as he looked back through his life, he said he didn't go looking for it, Mm. but he would be, he was walking to the school bus one day and looks down and there's a piece of paper on the ground and it's pornography. Isn't that he, something? Yeah. He, he was he was in a car driving down the road. They stopped at a stoplight. He looks over and there's a magazine open to a centerfold. Mm, mm, mm. You the know, snares of the enemy. The I mean, snares was, of the enemy. Yep, yep. This I believe was a direct attack on yep, him. Yep. And um, and so as we started unpacking this, wow. what happened then was he was dealing with um, very low self-esteem yeah. as a, as a teenager. Okay. And that's when he started actually realizing it was more available to him yeah. in the form of magazines. And he would yeah. walking to school, he would find them on the road Wow. and, you know, he would then go and, you know, go in a private place and, and look at them. And he, yeah. you know, he felt guilty. He knew it wasn't right, but yeah. he just had these exposures yeah. And it wasn't until the internet became available to all of us that it really went from a fascination, a, um, an interest to more of an addictive cycle okay. because then it was so easy to get. Yeah. Wow. That's something. Whew. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I just, it's just amazing how you said it. Things were just there trying mm-hmm. to lure him, lure him in. You know, and I can see that that's how the enemy operates, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. just, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah. I know you had three talking points I wanted us to to, to, to to get into now to explain to the listeners and, and the viewers how porn, that it's not actually about sex. Can you explain that? Yes. Please? Yeah. The interesting thing is, and this is something I've learned in my study now as part of my recovery and as a coach, as I continue to study, is that pornography really is something that happens in the brain, like every addiction. Okay. And so it doesn't matter the lie associated with, you know, well, just give your husband more sex and he won't want porn. Wow. That wasn't the issue. That's not the issue. And all of the experts who are doing the research will tell you it's not about the sex. Pornography is what they call a triple cocktail is that there's, it's done in secrecy. Okay. Uh So there's this sense of I'm getting away with something. Yeah. Secondly, it, it releases all the door, all the endorphins that we all love, the dopamine, the serotonin, you know, all of that stuff is the norepinephrine is, is flooding the brain when you have a sexual experience. Yeah. And it is very selfish. It feeds our selfish nature because You can get the sexual high without having to be in a relationship and going through the mess of being in a relationship. That's right. It may, you know, so it's easy, yeah. but it's not about sex. It's 
As our counselor told us, pornography is usually a medication of choice for something else. We all medicate in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't want to deal with whatever the pain is. Yeah. So we find a way to medicate. And my husband's, his, his extremely low self-esteem, very low self-image, and he didn't know how to verbalize it. He didn't, he, he was bullied as a child. He was, he was not, you know, he felt he didn't fit in. So he did actually get to the root of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it, his, you know, pornography, he got the sec, you know, he got the sexual high. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Wow. That is something. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Because I, I, I never understood that myself. I always thought it was something it had to do with sex, but thank you for clearing that up because I, it's I, usually yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's usually not. Thank and you. it's because of that potent cocktail that happens in the brain that yeah. is very difficult to overcome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that clarity. I appreciate that. So my next question is now you were saying that you can live a fulfilling life free from porn damage. Mm-hmm. Can you share that? Yeah. Okay, thank you. It's so many times, and and I I I thought this. This was my very first thing. Was, well, what do I have to do to fix him? Mm. And the thing is, I can't. Right. I can't fix him. The only one I can fix is me. That's right. But it's really scary to do that internal work. Yeah. It's oh, really yes. hard to face <laughs> the fact that, man, I am. I'm not. I'm not just hurt. I mean, I'm hurt. Yeah. But I am so angry that I could really do harm to somebody right now. To face the emotions, those intense emotions that were coming meant that I had to start doing the hard internal work. Well, in this process of recovery for me and for my husband, I couldn't do anything for him. He had to do his recovery. Yeah. Yeah. But that what I didn't understand was I had to do my recovery. And my recovery had to start with recognizing what, what, what I was thinking and what I was feeling. That's right. And that was really hard to put words to very ugly, raw, yeah. um, in very non-Christian, <laughs> very evil thoughts that were going through me. Yes. And to be able to start saying, yeah, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't have hurt me any deeper if you had taken a dagger and stuck it in my heart and twisted it. Right. That's right. You know, you couldn't have done that. That's right. And right now I can't stand looking at you. I don't want to be in the same vicinity as you. And yet I promised I made a vow to God. That's right. You know, and so starting to be able to articulate this, but I think the most painful part of my recovery coach B was realizing that I was so angry with God. Wow. And when I hit that point that I got to the point of saying, I am so angry with God. You've let me down. Yeah. That's when I started to heal. Amen. Wow. So coming, living that fulfilling life, because my recovery, yes, my husband and I had to rebuild our relationship. Yeah. But what I didn't understand was I had to rebuild my relationship with God first. Yeah. And as I did that, and as my husband did that, because his relationship with God was broken. He had to come clean on a lot of stuff with God. And he had to realize he could trust God with these hurt areas from that little boy. That's right. 
And I had to start dealing with that. Well, as we started dealing with our relationship with God and building our trust back with God and, and saying, I mean, I, I have, I started journaling at the advice of my counselor Amen. and I have pages and pages where I am yelling at God. I can remember being in my car driving down the road and it just overwhelming me and in my car screaming. And by the time I got home and, you know, God and I had wrestled and, you know, finally I would listen to him. Right. When I got home, I thought, boy, if anybody saw me driving home, they thought there was a lunatic in that car. And there was a lunatic in that car because I was working through it. Yes. But I learned, I learned so much. The gift in this was I learned so much about who God is. Yes. Amen. I learned that I could come to him and I could yell and I could say, you've let me down. Yes. And I could, um, I could, I could argue. I could say this hurts. I don't want to deal with this. You could have prevented this. Why in the world did you allow this and go through all of this? And then interestingly enough, coach B, God took me to the book of Job. Wow. And I've never liked the book of Job. (laughs) You know, and I started reading the book of Job and I started seeing Job was wounded to the depth of his being. Yes. He had lost everything. Everything. He was holding on to, barely holding on to his house. His wife was in such deep depression and grief from what had happened. She was no help. And then he's, you know, then these guys come and they start saying all this stuff about God, which, you know, no, that's not who God is. But then the book of Job, and I was all, I've always been frustrated reading the book of Job because God doesn't answer Yeah, the way I want him to answer. Yeah, I hear you. He answers Job and he says, who am I? Wow. And the, and the bottom line is I am the same as I have always been. I was with you. I never left you. Yes. We are going to get through this. And our our belief system says, Coach B, that if we trust God and if we live a good life and if, 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 mm. life is going to be easy. Mm. But what did Jesus tell his disciples before he left them? He said, in this world, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Yes. Yes, Lord. But I'm there with you. You're not alone. That's right. He didn't say, I'm going to take it all away. He said, you're going to get dragged in front of the authorities. You're going to, people are going to revile you. They're going to hate yes, you. Hate you without me, cause. Yes. Without cause. These yes. things are going to happen. There are going to be people who die and there's no rhyme or reason why that happens. Yeah. There yeah. are going to be people who get sucked into the lure of pornography for whatever reason, who aren't looking for it, who don't want it, mm-hmm. but it's for the grace of God to be shown in our lives. Yes. And what my husband and I realized, because through this whole process, I was also diagnosed with suicidal depression. Oh, wow. And I had been suppressing some things in my own life. And so actually the revelation of my husband's pornography struggle brought my healing. Amen. And so we were both, we both say today that it is by God's grace. Yes. That this happened because We know that if we're not clinging to him, if we're not in the word every day, if we're not talking to him, if we are not keeping accounts short with him and with each other, 
that we're going to go down that hole again. Yeah. And it's an ugly place to be. That's right. Wow. That's amazing story. Oh, so I have to ask through it all, how did it affect your children? How did your children process it and how did it affect you as a family? Our children all, yeah, our youngest had was 19. Um, And so, and our daughter had just gotten married literally two months earlier. Okay. And um, our children extended such grace. Amen. They, when he, you know, my husband is the one who told them. Amen. And because it was his story, he had to tell them. Yeah. They, they talked to him and the very first words of their mouth were dad, we forgive you. Amen. Because we know who you are as a dad. Amen. Amen. Their grace was so amazing. And then their grace to me. Wow. That's beautiful. When when the suicidal depression came out in our counseling and when I went off the deep end at that point, deeper than I had been, um, they were, they prayed for us. They, they asked, you know, they did just things just to help just, you know, they would just call and say, I just wanted to check and see how you're doing. Uh, You know, I love you. I mean, both of our boys were in college um, and um, my, our youngest son um, was actually overseas at university over in in Austria. Okay. And um, when he got, when he finally got to talk to his dad, yeah. No, it was a few weeks later that he called me and he just says, mom, I have to ask you one question. Yeah. And it was a very awkward conversation, but when he got to this question and he broke down as he asked it, he said, do you love my dad? Wow. wow. And at that point, that was my pivot right there. Wow. Because I realized that I, Dave was still my best friend pornography hadn't changed that we had a lot of work to do because by this point we we'd been in the process for over a month okay and we had a lot to work to do but i heard god very clearly say to me you did not make the vow to your husband you made it to me wow and the verses came back Nothing is impossible with me. If you will walk this road with me, if you will allow me to do. And I sat there stunned and I was able to tell my son and I just had tears flowing down my face, but I was able to tell my son, yes, I love your dad because it's a choice right now. I don't like him. Right. And our relationship is really broken. Yeah. And I don't know how we're going to get through this. Yeah. But I know, I know God. Amen. And that was the only thing I could cling to. Amen. Amen. Wow. Such a powerful story. Oh, my God. And just to look at the redeeming power of God and his love and his faithfulness through it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm done for the day. Like I said, this is God's story, not mine, because I was on the way out. It's his story. Yeah. You know, and he took us, you know, he provided 
everything right along the way. And, yeah. you know, the counselor that we needed. Yes. The, and all that name just came to your mind like yes. this. And then, you know, and then this group that came, this team that came around us and supported us and literally carried us for over 18 months. Not only that, but they carried our children. They answered every question that our kids had. We got such wise coaching and counseling. Yeah. Um, The fact that, that my husband's company was gracious and didn't kick him out. You know, they, they became part of the healing process for us Amen. and, you know, just so many things that, um, you know, in that process, I left the job that I was in and, and okay. got a different job. And I ended up being in a department yeah. in another international Christian organization. Okay. And when my diagnosis came out of the suicidal depression and I had to go into very intensive counseling to deal with it. And I had to go on medication and, you know, all of this, because I was, I was really right teetering on the edge. Yeah. Um, My supervisors, my, my direct supervisor and the one above them. Yes. Both had family members dealing with severe depression. Wow. Now tell me God didn't put that together. So when I, when I had to tell them what this was, yeah, they understood it. And I had to take time off to go to counseling and they, you know, they understood that if after that, session, yeah, I had so much support Wow, in my job environment. God I couldn't so believe good. it. God is so good. It. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Your story gives so much hope, you know, and just reassurance that. I see you. God sees you. He sees you and he cares and he's so loving and understanding and we can be ourselves. We can have those moments where we need to scream and we need to cry Mm -hmm. and we need to say, Lord, I'm not happy with you right now, you know, (laughs) but we can be so upfront with God and he's just still there Mm -hmm. loving on us and understanding everything that we're going through. Yes. Wow. That's why you can have the fulfilling life. It's not because everything yeah. is plain. Yeah. You know, I have women that I know who have or have, you know, discovered about the husband's pornography addiction and the marriage has not survived. Wow. And I get it. Yeah. I get it. And it yeah. this, you know, I'm not promising that everything that the situation, but this is my story. Yeah. This is what God has done for me. And Amen. I walk in oceans of grace, just like you do, Coach B. Yes. Oceans Amen. of grace with God every day. That's and right. it it is a decision every That's day. Right. That's right. Look at God and say, I need you today. I can't That's do right. this without can't you. Do it. That's right. And I'm going to trust you to speak to me as you've been speaking. Yes. Whether you're speaking through your word, whether you bring a verse back to my mind, whether you help me see how you know, we don't see always God's hand until we look back. That's right. That's so true. You know, and, yeah. and then we look back and we go, okay, he was faithful then. He's going to be faithful today. That's right. Scripture tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. He is the God who was and is and is to come. And there is no one like him. That's right. And so we either believe that truth and we either stand in that truth 
or we get sucked into the lies. Yeah, that's so true. The fulfilling life comes when we understand who this God is and we start standing on his truth, whether we understand it or not. Yeah. But he says that he restores everything that's broken. Yes. Amen to that. That's so true. Praise God. Oh, yeah. wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I do have to ask this one question, though, because your your husband's job was so gracious and they and they worked with you all through this and allowed him to keep his job. But did they keep this confidential? I mean, yes. Yes. praise God. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a blessing. Yeah. He, yeah. he is no longer working at that organization just because okay. of, you know, economic things. There were some layoffs. You're right. Right. And he had survived yeah. many of them, but it, yeah. they got to a point where they, you know, it, they yeah. let him go. Yeah. Um, but we have had the opportunity to talk with them later and just thank them for yes. the support that we felt. And there were very few in the organization who knew, you know, his direct yeah. supervisor knew. And okay. You know, there was an HR and, and of course, then yes. the the um, president of the company. President, yes. Um, okay. Because of the action that was being taken and because of my husband's role in the company. Right, okay. There, was, there were key people that knew. Okay. But it was never, the story did not come out until we revealed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was in, and that was, um, it yeah. was 10 years later that we revealed wow. the story when we released the book, Choosing a Way Out, which is, is our story. Wow. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. on today. Your story is amazing. So please, I know that there are people wondering, you said you, you have a book choosing your way out. Um, at this moment, just please take this time to share with the viewing and listening audience, how people can connect with you. Um, the resources that you have available, um, that can help people that are going through this situation right now. Um, if you have a website, whatever information, this is now your time. Please share that information. Thank you very much. I would, um, my website is my name, Kirsten D Samuel.com and coach B you can, you'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Um, and on that, there's a lot of resources. There are a lot of things that are free. Um, there's a lot of things I've written. I link to other resources. I also, for your audience, um, have a free PDF download. It is 11 shame provoking lies. People tell about porn addiction and you'll have that link in the show notes, but it's, it's, I'll give you the link right now. It's kirstendsamuel.com forward slash 11 lies. So it's really simple to, to remember. I also offer, um, I am a coach as I said. And so if anyone listening to this is like, this is where I am and I don't know who to talk to on the, right on the homepage of my website, there's a big blue button that says, let's talk. And all that is, is it's a link to a free session with me. It's a 30 minute session where you can tell me what's going on. We can put a plan together. It may or may not be to continue working with me. It may be that I'm going to refer you out to a counselor, which I want what's best for you. And there's no strings attached to that. It might be at the end of that, that you're like, okay, I know what I need to do and I can move forward on my own, but I don't want you to be silent. That's right. I want you to come. You don't have to go through this alone. It is, there are other women who are experiencing this. I know I'm one of them. I've walked this road. I know that recovery is possible. I can't promise your marriage will survive. That's up to you and your husband and the work you're willing to do. But I can give you the resources. 
And I'm happy to do it. And there's lots that are free on my website. And you're willing, you're welcome to any of them. Amen. And the link to my book is on the website as well. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I have to ask at this moment, I just feel led to ask you to pray at this moment for those that are viewing and listening. Because I just feel like there's somebody out there that is going through what you've been through. And I just would love for you to pray at this time for them. Absolutely. It would be my privilege. Amen. Heavenly Father, oh, you are good. Yes. You are gracious. And even when we are dealing with devastation, such as that from discovering the betrayal. Yes. Has been looking at pornography. You provide a way through as you've promised. You've done it for me and I'm not unique. I'm just one of your kids. Yes. So Father, I pray for your other kids that are listening right now. I pray for the woman who has been silent. Yes. Is devastated and is declining because she doesn't know who to talk to. Yes. Doesn't know where to go, Lord. Jesus. Father, help her take that first step of courage to reach out either to Coach B or she can reach out to me if that's if that's what she needs. But Father, yes. give her the courage to reach out. Coach B yes. is there. Yes, Father, and I'm here. She is not alone. Thank you, Lord. Father, for the others who say, this has been in my story and I'm still so angry. Mm. I don't know what to do. Father, prompt them to reach out. Yes. Help them hear you in your word. Yes, Lord. For the one who says I'm in a spiritual crisis because if God were good, he wouldn't allow this in my mm. life. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Lord. Thank you that you are good. Yes. Father, help this sweet, sweet woman reach Thank out you. for help. Thank you. Don't let her become bitter. Don't let the enemy. That's right. So deceive. Yes. And so twist your gracious words. But Father, help her to understand that she's not alone. Yes, Lord. Alone. Not only are you always there, but Coach B is there. I'm here. Yes. Other women who have been there. Father, the enemy is trying to do his best to destroy marriages because marriages are an example of how you love us. Yes, Lord. Yes. So, Father, I pray against the enemy. Thank you, Lord. That you bind him. You are greater. You have already won the victory. We just have to walk with you in it. That's right. So, Father, I just pray for those that are hearing this message and they're probably not even believing it. But it's your story. Yes. You are the great redeemer. We see this story throughout every page of scripture, how you have said, come to me. Yes. Sit in with me. Learn from me. Yes. My rest, my hope, my abundant life. Doesn't say it's an easy life. Mm. It says it's an abundant. Yes, Lord. And I praise you for that, Father. Thank you. I praise you for allowing me to tell your story. Yes. For trying to show to others that there is a different way. It doesn't have to end in further destruction. That's right. For those that have experienced and the marriage has already dissolved, Father, comfort their hearts. Yes, Lord. 
where they still need healing, Father, help them to reach out for that healing. Yes. To find someone who can walk them through the residual pain. Yes. Again, to have the courage to ask, to speak up, to not to remain silent. Yes. Because, Father, you redeem even what has been destroyed. Yes, Lord. Father, thank you that you teach us how to forgive ourselves and others. Amen. And how to forgive you. Yes. And Father, you're not afraid. You You don't strike us down when we say to you the things that are hurting us the most. And the doubts, we can express all of our doubts to you. Yes. You answer them. You show us who you are. Yes, Lord. You remain faithful. You are true. You are Lord of Lords, King of Kings. You are Almighty God. Yes. You are ever present, ever faithful. Your word can be trusted. It is the only bedrock we have to stand. Yes, Lord. And I thank you that when we're falling, you catch us. Thank you. You tell us in Psalms that we will stumble, but we will not fall. Yes. Because you are there and you set your angels around us. Yes, Lord. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, you speak to our souls and you call us into a deep relationship with you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the invitation, Father. Thank you. You are so good. Yes. Jesus, we thank you that you came. You became like us. Yes. And you went to die on that horrible death on the cross. Yes. So that we could be in a relationship with you and the the Holy Spirit. Never again do we have to be separated from you. Mm. And all you're saying is come. Come. So Jesus, we come today. Thank you. We lay ourselves before you and we say, this hurts. We need your help. Yes, Lord. Only through your healing and restorative grace and mercy that we can experience the abundant life you promised. Thank you for it. Thank you that you promised that you would do the sanctification process in us, that you would, you would heal us from the inside out. Yes. So that we radiate you to a dying world that needs to know you. Yes. We give you all the praise, all the glory. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' precious and holy Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that beautiful prayer. You are such an amazing woman of God, and I thank you for your transparency, for your truth, for your courage, for your love, and your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you, Coach B. Thank you for what you're doing to encourage all of us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I I know personally, you know, for years in my past, how I struggled with things, feelings about myself and hurts and different things. And I didn't know how to verbalize it. I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to, you know, but God did something in me and mm-hmm. showed me that I did matter, mm-hmm. that I had a voice and that People needed to hear what I had to say. Yeah, exactly. And that is helping other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to, as my friend always say, come off of mute. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, she always <laughs> says that, Valerie. She says, you know, we have to come off mute. And I love that. And I'm so grateful that God showed me how and how he's using me today. So I'm very emotional now because your story really is such a blessing and just showing how God moves in our lives and he's so loving and kind and compassionate. Mm -hmm. So thank you again. I really appreciate you. So guys, you heard the story and you hear, you heard how to get in contact and the information about her book and please check out the uh, PDF and just know that we care that we just pray that if you're going through that, you'll just do what's necessary because God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. So as I always say, guys, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And always remember to keep looking up. God bless you all. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you guys on next Thursday. Same time, same place. All right. Be blessed, guys. Take care. Oh, I have to ask. I just felt this. Did you have any last words you wanted to say? Uh, forgive me. Nope. Okay. All right. Good. So that clears. We're good. All right, guys. <laughs> be blessed. Take care now. See you soon. <laughs> this is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading his word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 2911. Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.